Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yes, Mr. Mope, what's going on, man? How you doing? How you doing? Always ruffling the Arsenal feathers. Oh, no. Always ruffling them, bro. How you I doing? Do. Yeah, How you are? How you doing? You. Hello. You all right? Yeah. Good to win for us. Oh, amazing. Are you win. happy? Yeah, 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 I am. They can never do it like I. When you see man pull up and slide, man stepped in a room with legends, Rio and Steve. You know it's a vibe. Check the podcast. What you wanna know? Don't ask me. Go and ask Joe. If you're talking Premier League, he's on the front line, and I gotta go. Oh, it's a vibe with five, vibe with five, and you already know what it is. It's a vibe with five, vibe with five, and you already know what it is. Vibe with five, vibe with five, and you already know what it is. It's a vibe with five, vibe with five, and you already know this. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this week's episode of Vibe with Five. It has been interesting. Joe Bayer, Rio Ferdinand, Stephen Housen. But before we get into it, Rio, have you heard the news? Jesse Marsh has been sacked as Leeds wow. United manager. What the heck? Wow. Well, the guys at Leeds, I know Andrea, um, the chairman at the club, um, to a certain extent. And these guys, they don't mess around, man. I think it's a... Jesse March, has he ever been a perfect and right fit for Leeds? I don't know. Um, he hasn't. His name obviously weren't jumping off the page at the beginning before he came, especially after Bielsa, the reputation that he had coming in and what the the the, the fanfare that he built up with the and the, the the close relationship he had with the fans. They loved him down there. Um, difficult shoes to fill, but he's come in and. Don't know. I'm I'm a bit baffled because he's just bought two American, another two American yeah, players as like well. So much money. They spent a lot of money as well. Something like yeah, they, recently. I don't get it. Yeah, they just bought, bought another two American players for an American manager. Not that they're not good players in their own right, but um, I don't know, man. It's, it's it's I'm not overly surprised. It's just where do they go next? I've seen a few names thrown in there. Is it Cabero? Is it West? Who's at um, West Brom? Yeah, they got Carlos Cabero and um, who he West Brom. He used to be Bielsa's assistant. Coach, I yeah. think. Uh, yeah, so, boy. I think he's got he's 10 wins in his last 13 or 14 games at West Brom as well. So he's, he's, he's actually doing well. So he's a name that might, he's, I think he's one of the favourites, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the favourite as it stands. I mean, you've even got Pochettino on the list as well. He's 12 to 1. Uh, you've got Mike, who, uh, who, who does our graphics, all the wonderful graphics that you see on Vibe with Five. He's saying bring back Bielsa. He's a Leeds fan. He's saying bring back Bielsa. I bet there's a lot of that. There'll be a yeah, lot I reckon there'll be a lot of that. The grass is always greener, as they say. Why, why, why does everyone sack their manager before they play United? Why do we never get that? <laughs> I, I, guys, I'll tell you, mate. It's not easy. It's not easy. You got them twice yeah. in one week. I can't Manager bounce. Manager bounce part two. Yeah, we had it with Villa. You get rid of Gerard and get an actual manager in. And now we're getting it with Leeds. The only thing is, will Leeds get a manager in before the game? Anyway, guys, let us know your thoughts. Who should Leeds United hire as their next manager? All right, let's get into it. It was a close one. It was a close <laughs> one. We almost let it slip, guys. You had to be picked up off the floor at Goodison. If anybody watched the after-match uh, interview that we've done, me and, me and uh, Joel at Goodison Park, 
after Arsenal got overrised. He was on the floor, as low, as low as a snake's belly. More pie buzzed off him, gave him the high five from over from afar. Almost, more they slapped him in his face and didn't even say nothing. Wow. Joe didn't have the energy for more pie after he used to hammer him before. More pie was standing within a yard, and Joe stood there, silence for the lambs, silence. Rio, Rio, Rio. I was, I was actually being respect, respectful to you and and his relationship. To be honest, oh, to be honest with you, like, boy, I, I didn't have much to say to him. You know, what I mean, wait, I wait, 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 wait. Can we just list out what's actually happened this Go weekend? On, because I've noticed you've got no sunglasses and I noticed you've got no cigar, right? Yeah, and I just want to explain to the people why that is. I told you that, baby. So I'll roll you through what's happened this weekend. We saw Chelsea draw. Yeah, go ahead. We saw Arsenal lose. We saw United win. We saw Newcastle draw. We saw Liverpool lose. Uh, I'm not sure if it was uh, 3-0 or 2-0. Klopp's got some ideas on that. Um, and there's something else that needs to be addressed as well. You need to get Rio a laptop. Oh! <laughs> put that cigar down now! <laughs> Where is my lappy? You're not in the office today, mate. You don't deserve one. Where's my lappy? That's all I'm you don't saying. One. You don't There's offers one. on. There's offers on in all the stores now. Well, you might have missed it now. We just come out of January, so you need to get going and get my laptop for the next episode, please. Steve, you're a snake, man. Listen, let's focus. Let's focus. I tried on... to help you out. I was trying to push it to the end of the season. You was like, no, end of January, and then they spent like a billion in January. He was never gonna sack him. Nah, never I had inside him. information, guys. I'm being dead serious. Like they told me, they told me now. You know what? He's going, but you know what? I got it wrong. We'll deal with that later on. I was sitting there going, go on, Graham. Keep spending. Keep spending. <laughs> you know this means? Also, oh, we, we, you can't just brush over this as well. Brighton won again, which means if they win their games in hand, they go above Spurs. Ooh. Yeah. Brighton. But, Brighton for Europe. Yeah, now they're doing all right. Brighton, Fulham, all these other teams, all these lower league teams, like lower, lower, lower teams, like doing their thing, man. Wolves. Like you said, Steve, great job. Uh, but yeah, let's. I want to focus on Man United versus Crystal Palace. 2-1. Uh, it was kind of tight, a little bit aggressive. Uh, Casemiro strangling Will Hughes. Oh, I felt so sorry whoa, for him, whoa, honestly. Whoa, whoa. I think our lawyers are going to have to look at that phrase. <laughs> strangling. He was trying to straighten his collar for him. It was a mistake. Um, and I hope the Premier League are going to look at that. However, they are going to have to look at RU because that was seriously aggressive on Fred, and I think he should be banned for life. That was soft. That one was soft. That one I accept, but I think Casemiro's one, like literally, he like, he, like put his hands around like a bike throttle. Like I just no, he was, his collar was up and he was just putting it down for him. Nah, yeah. If you say no, so, I, I think, I think, I think, I think, I, I see Eric Ten Hag's comments saying we need some like consistency because you've still seen some of the decisions lately. And you're thinking, hold on a minute, if Casemiro's a red card, geez, there's some other decisions. You saw Martinez get elbow. You saw Ten Hag mentioning that the tackle the other day on Ericsson. You're thinking, wow, there's there's got to be a prison sentence at some point, if that's the case. Um, but it's um, yeah. I, listen, I think I think Casemiro will be disappointed. He'll watch it back and go, Do you know what? Doesn't come across well. It, it, it is and it isn't. You, you can't argue. You got your hands around someone's neck. It's difficult to argue that point and say that he was just messing about with his collar and just massaging the 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 the, the vapor rub the the, the vix into his neck. Right, yeah. Don't happen. Mm. Yeah. No. So. But that sometimes things boil over, man, and, and and I like it. I like it. Listen, I, I'm not condoning violence in the football pitch. I wouldn't say that was violent, but I like the aggression. I like the emotion when it felt that 
spills over into a football match. We all call for that. That's one of the reasons we love the games of yesteryear because there was emotion, there was aggression in those games and you, you saw it and the characters all come out. And, and Palace, listen, they put up a fight, especially when they scored when they were down to 10 men, Man United, and then no. Man United had to hang on in the end. Um, but Man United, I mean, you look at the goal they scored, Rashford's goal, that goal, there must have been about 30-odd passes in that, that play. It was a fantastic goal. And and that was that, that harks back to the years of, of gone by different great teams over the years, scored great goals. And that was a lovely sign to say, you know what, the training field, that doesn't happen unless you're working on the training pitch. And that's what I think the manager and the players will be most happy with. Things are starting to now play out on the pitch, what they're working with behind closed doors. And it's a great sign. One more thing, the character too. So last year it kicked off with Ronaldo against Liverpool at Old Trafford. Ronaldo mm. stood up and he was the only one there. Whereas it's mm. gone off this season, whole team's involved. That tells you the mm. character and the team spirit is different. Tells mm. me lack of discipline, mate. You're not going to see my midfielder doing that. Anyway. No, because you lot are all wet, my friend. Uh, listen, mate, top of the league. Go on, Rio. Um, Rashford, he's top, uh, Premier League player of the month as well, man. Like, honestly, with him, his attitude, just everything about him. What would you say that's down to? Just hard work or... Because I know you got some insight when it comes to him. What would you say? No, I mean, listen, testament to what he's done since the World Cup, especially. Since he's come back, he's been probably the most informed striker in, in Europe. Um We've spoken about him almost every Monday on this show because of, he's done something to impact the game. Um, and, and I think that one of the biggest components, if you spoke to him, which I'm, I'm trying to sort out uh, with his uh, people that he's got around him, to get him on the show and speak about this, is, is like what has been one of the key drivers? And I think you have to say him being fully fit. He was never fully fit um, all last season, carrying injuries. And I know what it's like to carry injuries. You play with a bit of apprehension. You play it's in the back of your mind and you can't fully let yourself go. And when your game is revolves a lot around pace and speed and um, being able to ride challenges and stuff and you're carrying injuries, it's very difficult. Uh, but he's come back, he's fit, he's focused. Um, he's playing with a smile on his face, which I think is important for someone like Marcus. And he's now getting into positions to score goals. His goal at the weekend, he's in the six-yard box. That's where number nines are going to get their goals. That's where they're going to get five or six a season. And he needs to be in there. And he's showing now that he's adding little bits to his game. We know he can do it off the left. We know he can glide past people and affect the game from there. But also, if need be, if he needs to be in and around the penalty box, he's starting to show signs that he can do that. There's still loads of room for improvement with Marcus Rashford, which is great as well. Because he's doing this now at this level and you're thinking, you know what? Wow, look what he's achieving here. But I think he'd even say it, there's more to come. And I just want to see him continue on that trajectory like that. Keep on improving, staying focused and really, really kind of putting teams to the sword. And we've got big games coming up. This is the business end of the season now. It all counts for nothing if he now goes on a dry run and doesn't impact games from this point on. We need to see this now where there's, there's positions to fight for, there's trophies to fight for. And we need Marcus Rashford doing that in those games. Steve, I've got a question for you. Uh... Bruno Fernandes, I know you're an analytical kind of guy. I mean, let me just run you through his numbers uh, against Palace. 83% pass accuracy, 59 touches, 19 out of 22 final third passes completed, which is an issue that a lot of people had with him in the, in the past. I used to call him Bruno Volume Fernandes. Um, four key passes, two crosses, and he's just playing absolutely fantastically well. Obviously, he scored the pen as well. What's your thoughts on him this season? 
So you talk about volume. The only volume that you need to know with Bruno Fernandes is that he's like the most chance-creating player in the Premier League regularly. And I think since his time at United, I think he's been involved in 204 goals, goals and assists, something along those lines, wow. in in no time whatsoever. So about, about put your feet together, put some respect on his name and actually talk about how good this guy is. Does he lose the ball in the final third? Yes. I'll dig out a stat for you that tells you that the two people that lose the ball the most in the final on, third are Lionel Messi and Kevin De Bruyne, right? Ooh. Because they're people Ooh. that are creating chances. Now, if my centre-half's losing possession, yeah, we've got a problem. If my defensive midfielder's losing possession, we've got a problem. But if my creative yes, attacking players are losing possession, it's because they're trying to make If I've got a player who's playing in the final third that's got a 93% pass accuracy, I'll tell you that man is a coward. Because he's not. And I tell you that man, he ain't creating chances. That guy. I'll tell you what. All this chat don't matter to me because he ain't been playing playing better than Odegaard this season. So um, <laughs> why do you always have to bring it back here? Why? Why? No, because why I know what you you're doing. I know it's an indirectly. I know there's some sort of indirects there, but anyway, he's been fantastic this season. Especially yesterday when I saw the game, I just thought, wow. I was looking back. I was looking back, and I thought, I yeah, think he's dip last season. That's it. And I feel like his game has improved since Ronaldo's not been involved. Simple as. Yeah, that does happen though. You know, I think there are there are some players that there's just that, that their game just doesn't connect. And I think that Cristiano and, and Bruno Fernandez, I think Bruno was just better when he's not there, when he's in the team. And I think he, and I, that might be because Bruno needs to be the guy that the game goes through. Mm. He needs, to, and I think the problem with someone like Cristiano Ronaldo is because of his reputation, because as good as he is, that people feel that they need to find him. And I played in teams where you've got great number nines and. The first, your first look is the number nine. I, I, when they're that good, you do look beyond anybody else. And I had like Scolzi and Carrick in front of me. Sometimes I look past them first. But Bruno needs to be looked for. He wants the first look. Give me the first look because I want to be the guy that then plays the ball that defines the game. And if he's not getting that first look, um, maybe he became a bit disinterested or I, I don't know. It just didn't suit him and the rhythm of his games have resorted. But... You're seeing now the best of him because the game seems to be going through him more often than not at Man United. It's the same same for Portugal, you know? Like, they play better when one of them's dropped. I mean, you saw it, you know, mm. it's just the way it is. Uh, Steve, Fred, what a game. I saw some stats yesterday, and I don't know how accurate that these stats are. And I forget who was linked with... Oh, Jack Grealish. I think Fred's got more goals and assists than Jack Grealish in, like, 500 less minutes. In the last wow. whatever season and a half, is it, or something like that? Wow. I, I don't know what you want me to say about that. <laughs> Narratives, they're interesting, aren't they? Why are we not hearing anything about Cody Gakpo doing absolutely niche? We can, we can talk about that soon. I don't know. I, I, I missed that game, to be honest with you. So, yeah, doesn't suggest he did well. Yeah, friends. Oh, right, funny. When, when you get beat 3-0, you can't be talking about the striker, surely. Well... It's not nil for no reason. <laughs> Darwin Nunes, I think he's had 67 shots in the Premier League this season and got five goals for it. I'd score with 67 shots. Pretty sure of it. Wow. Steve's making me laugh because when it's me, it's like, oh, yeah, you always focused about Man United. My man knows every single detail when it comes to Liverpool. Yeah, <laughs> Rolling out the stats. You can't take no the piss until you know the details, Joel. Wait, I'm not even started on Trent this weekend. You wait, oh, it's coming. Man. Oh, by why? the way, did you watch, did you watch you're it? You're talking about 
you're talking about right backs. We've got a special guest, Kieran Trippier, coming on tomorrow, and we talk about defensive play. Guys, you got to make sure you like, share, comment, and subscribe for us to. Rest- we're going to gonna talk about what you know. What we're going to talk about as well when right backs get scrutinised for defensive frailties. How we he's going to deal with that? How did he deal with that type of stuff? That's what we're going to be asking. Yeah, so if you've got any questions, get them in. It's a big one. Uh, Vibe 5 guest special. Bringing it on to Man United in, in general. Um, especially with City's loss, obviously Arsenal having a little bit of a temporary wobble. Be honest, guys. Do so you, you haven't think... since you did your little um, eulogy thing. Be honest, guys. Do you think no the title charge could be back on? Because there's still four months to go, innit? What's the point between Man United and Arsenal? Eight. Steve, put up the table, please. Eight. Eight points. It's a long way still, that, and it? It's quite a long way. But because the Arsenal seem to be having that little bit of a squeaky bum moment, who knows, guys? Who knows? We've Go seen 12 things. points overcome from this point in the season, but that was with Who's more experienced that? teams. United have done it with Newcastle, and United dropped 12 for City when we drew the league as well. Mm. Might have been 15, actually, at I, one point. I, I, I think it's too far, man. It's it's eight points, and we've got a game in hand as well. So I think you guys need to sit down this season. Are you are you looking over your shoulder a bit though, Joe? Um, like I said to you at Goodison Park, I was panicking on 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 Saturday. I was generally panicking. I'm not afraid to say it, you know. I come out and I I just thought two losses in a row. I weren't really sure, and I thought City would do the business at Spurs because Spurs has been they've been up and down this season, isn't it really? But, uh, Harry Kane Do you think you can game. react? Do you think you can react? You've lost two on the spin. You've got Brentford. Then you've got City. Do you think you can turn it around? Listen, we're not you guys. We're not going to get smashed by Brentford. Um, I think we'll turn it. I think we will turn it around. And, Something you up. know, in Arteta, we trust. You know, it's, it's Arteta in all day, baby. You know, I'll yeah. tell you one thing, though. Because we've slowly gone on to the Arsenal game, might as well talk Everton Arsenal now. I do think that we haven't been as shrewd as we could have done in the in the uh, January transfer window because no, think about it, right? We we did we got Jorginho, fine, fair enough. I get it. You know, we brought in Trossard, which I think was a, a great you know second choice. But if you look up top, Eddie and Ketia, there's no there's no substitute for him. Like if you look at Liverpool, even though they ain't been doing well, if a man gets injured, they're buying a whole new player. They're not taking any risks. And I think with Arsenal, let's be real here, we haven't won a title for a few years, isn't it? Like, you know what I mean? It's been it's been a few years. So we have to take this opportunity. Uh, hang on, Rio. We're not counting numbers here. We have to take the opportunity to, to really treat it as if it's the last time because you've got the likes of Newcastle who are only going to get better. You've got United who are kind of doing this. They're kind of going up. Coming back. You've got Coming City, back. Who, City who... You know, they got unlimited funds, funds, which we're going to talk about soon anyway. you got Liverpool who might come back next season. We need to be more aggressive. Balogun, in my opinion, right, we've seen how good he's been doing in France. I would have called him back in January and said, listen, you're doing a great job, but we need you back. We can't take any risks. Yeah, Jesus. What about Jesus? He's going to be fit soon, no? No, he's going to be fit soon, but who's to say he's not going to get injured again? What happens if Eddie and Ketia goes and gets injured on the weekend? You finish fifth. Do you see what I mean? Do you see what I mean, Rio? <laughs> but, but just, am I making sense? Because we've taken Wait, a gamble... What? I just think you, listen. It's really important for you guys to come back. I think, yeah, I think, I think your window couldn't have gone any better. I don't think. I think you've got. If you go and buy another forward now, you're going to be, you're going to be, you're going to be, you're going to be stopping and stifling the path of Balogun when he comes back. And he's on fire in France, and Jesus when he's fit, 
Like it's just it's just another stopgap that's going to really create more problems. Than I didn't say else, bye, Rio. I didn't say bye. I said call call Bellingham back. Call back for long. Yeah, but what, what's the stipulations on that? I think there has to be a big well, reason I'm, that I'm injury not, wise. I'm not. Back. I'm not being funny, yeah, but there should be the ability to do that, man. Like, I remember I, I was saying, I was saying to Robbie, I spoke to him after the game and I said, I remember when Chelsea last won the title, um, Nathan Ake was on loan. I think he was on loan to Bournemouth. I can't remember. And their right back was injured. Listen, they called him back quickly as cover, called him back quickly because you have to be shrewd. You can't be sitting here thinking, oh, you know, this is going to happen again next season. You might not get the opportunity. Why are they calling to... him back? He's a left back or centre off. No, right at back. the time, at the time he was, he was, um, at the time he was covering right back or something like that. I can't remember. He wasn't, he wasn't covering oh. center off, but they called him back and it was just to add bodies, Rio. And I feel like we, those kind of, those kind of moves can make the difference. You saw Eddie on, on Saturday, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't his best game. Martinelli didn't have a great game against Seamus Coleman. You have to be able to switch it up. Reese Nelson, he's still coming back to fitness. We got a bad boy striker out there. He's got more goals than Mbappe, and he's playing for someone else. Mm. That makes sense. Joe, you know I want it. I know it was. I, I'll tell you what it was. You went to a team that, for the first time in a long time, did a defensive drill in the week. <laughs> right? Because I can't ask me how his mate is because his mate's unemployed right now. That's how his mate is. You've been begging for that for the last for the last six weeks. Everton went and got an actual manager rather than a cardboard cutout of one. And he went and got Sean Dyche. And Sean Dyche pulled out the most Sean Dyche performance. Clean sheet, Dwight McNeil assist, Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky goal. goal. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Sean Dyche doing Sean Dyche things. And if you watch the no, game they, as they... well, they they're putting they, yeah, they Calvin gonna score some goals for them because they was putting yeah. balls on his head all day long. They, they've funny, done they, 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 they done what like if anybody watches or looks at the profile of players that Everton have at their disposal, I mean I think the last few weeks or for a while they haven't been able to keep or get Dominic Calvert Lewin fit properly. But even when he did play, they weren't raining balls in under the crossbar for the keeper to have to defend. They weren't getting into position saying, you know what, we're not going to disappoint you. We're going to put the ball in that box and you just go and attack things and we'll feed off second balls and things like that. And it just didn't materialise like that. And I just feel that, that, that when you've got a player of his profile, when you see him at his best, it's when he's attacking things from wide areas especially. And you've got to put players in the position to be able to perform. And, and I think that, one, he wasn't out there enough. And two, when he did play, I just don't think they've got enough ball into him for him to be an, if, an impact because he's an, he's an awkward customer. Him and he gives even the, the two centre halves that Arsenal had who have been stand out this season, he gave him a difficult time. Even more play when he come on, give him a difficult time. People just running into him. Effective. They were running into Arsenal players that must have been scratched left, right, and centre on their face. Sacco, he almost got his eye pulled out once. Like they were getting against them and making the game really ugly. And and there's going to be teams that have watched that who will go, you know what, there's a template of how to play against Arsenal. Let's be aggressive, let's get up against them, let's get our hands on them. Similar to Newcastle, isn't it, really? Doubled up on the wingers, give us a hard time. Like, yeah, we, we need to learn to be a little bit more aggressive, like the way we were against Man United. That's what we need to be like on a regular basis. Um, like I said, yeah. you're, wet, you're wet. What's that, mate? <laughs> you're wet. You're wet. I doubt it. But yeah, I don't know, Rio. What's your thoughts, though, when you're looking at us? Do you reckon, like, we'll still win it or...? 
I'm going to ask, um, I think we should ask Trippier as well, who he thinks is better, like, because he played with party at Atletico Madrid, party or Casemiro, even throwing Declan Rice for that England little aspect, just see what it's like. I dare you I think we should do that. He played with him, innit? So. Yeah, he plays with him. But no, you, uh, I just thought you got bullied more often than not in the game. All the duels, a lot of the duels you guys, uh, you got beaten. Gay and Anana in midfield were immense. And Decore. That so profile of player, I said it on BT the other day. Sean Dash probably hasn't had that profile of player to work with ever in his career. Three absolute machines physically. I like Anana. Able to, yeah, able to cover the ground. Aggressive. And a forward who was as mobile and as athletic as somebody like Dominic Calvert-Lewin when he's fit. To have those tools, he's not worked with that before. And I'm interested to see how he gets the best out of that. I'm interested to compare his record after the same amount of games that Lampard got and just see how many percent better it is. Okay, we'll watch that space. Did you uh, did you speak to Frank after, like, to show some respect? Shut up, Steve, for a minute, because this is a serious moment. Yeah, yeah, I spoke to Frank on the on the text. Obviously, he likes to give people a little bit of time. I think he wanted a bit of downtime. He's obviously bombarded with loads of people texting him, saying like well, their wishes, their best wishes for him. And obviously, everyone knows how difficult it is. If you get the sack at any job, it's not nice. So, um, I think he's he's been away for a little while, and he's just he's just getting back into normal life. But listen, the disappointment it's inevitable. Um, but I'm interested to see where Frank what he what he does next. What's the opportunity? Does he want to get back in? Is there going to be another opportunity at this level? Um, where does he see his level in to, to, to go in at? Where's, is the appetite still there? Does he want to join me back in the studio? Um, so we'll see, man. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we'll get him on the show, man, and he's going to ask his questions while we're on there. You can't... I'm did going you, to ask about... I'm, did you pass sorry, a message I'm, on from there? About our under-21s? Yeah, I, 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 I failed to mention that on the text, sorry. <laughs> what, me- what message, Steve? Go on, let him know. What message? A particle looking for an under-21s manager, I thought... Given the opportunity in it, it's probably about his level. You're an idiot. You're out of order. Yeah, out of order. <laughs> um, but I was going to say, Rio, when there's a manager that leaves a club, what's that like, man? Like you've experienced that a couple times, isn't it? Like, what, what, what's it like? What, what's the vibes like? Is it optimism? Is there a commiseration? Obviously, it depends on the relationship that you had with the manager. With your personal experiences, what was it like? No, I think the only time I had someone leave was when Ferguson left. So that's a very different situation to when Frank was leaving. Do you know what I mean? Frank's leaving um, because of the result situation. Um, and they want to change it for, and, and get some upside. Whereas Alex Ferguson's leaving on his own accord and the club would have kept him there for the next 10 years if he, if he wanted to. So it's very different. But with Frank, I think the big thing is, is you see straight away there's a, a, a manager bounce. When a manager comes in the team, they're, they're uplifted, new ideas, new faces, telling them things different messaging. Um, so there's a bounce in that. And you do see a lot of the time that first result or first couple of results are quite positive. And then you see after a period of time how, they, how it pans out. But there will be players in that change room will be sitting there going, will be patting Frank out on the way back saying, get out, kicking him up the backside if they could to say, get out because you never played me. Never played me anyway. Didn't like me or whatever. We never got on or whatever. There'll be players in that change room, just like any other change room when a manager leaves. There'll be players that are happy but there'll be players that are sad to see him go because they had a good relationship, a good rapport, and they were always playing. And I would like that as well. If I'm playing and the manager's playing me all the time, I don't really want him to go because I'm in a team. But if you're not playing and the manager's get, getting told he's going, you're sitting there going, thank you very much. I told you you were wrong. See you later. 
and there'll be players in the change room with Frank doing that, I'm sure. You're thinking, you're talking club level, which, but I, I also meant club and internationally as well, innit? Yeah. Obviously, you saw yeah. some people go. I guess the same applies, really, innit? Whoever was playing you. You weren't sad to see yeah, Kevin it, Keegan go, were you? Yeah, Kevin Keegan didn't take me to the Euros, and I was thinking, oh, this geezer's got to go. He don't know what he's doing. Do you know what I mean? But it was, um, but I, I, I liked his training. I respected him. But then obviously when he didn't play me, I just went off him. And that was it. And like, as much as I respected Kevin Keegan, I didn't like how we saw football after that. And that was just from a selfish point of view. And then a new manager comes in. They want to make you part of the team. You become a mainstay. You like that manager. But then at the same time with Sven, I liked him, loved him as a person. But then there was elements of his tactical approach to the game that I found too rigid didn't like um, and I was happy to see a new manager come in so it, it swings and roundabouts again Wow Steve uh, Do you want to talk about the rest of the games this week? Let's uh, go on to Man City Man City Spurs Perfect. I was there you know I was there incognito I see you with a balaclava on man Listen, I weren't trying to be seen like that, man. It's, it's not safe out there. But I'll tell you what, though. the Spurs, Some of the Spurs fans did recognise me regardless. Obviously, the five mic. And they would come and take pictures. They were all good and stuff like that. I did get a couple of, you know, Arsenal twat, what are you doing here, whatever. But I just ignored them. <laughs> but it was it was good. Like, good vibes. I was cheering on Harry Kane. By the way, great record. Um, Rio, this guy could, could go down as the highest Premier League goal scorer with zero trophies chat to him man like what's going on yeah we spoke about this before harry just i want to see hear harry say it like are you, would you be happy to finish your career with no trophies but be the highest goal scorer in the premier league's history if he says yeah that's it argument's done whatever we say is irrelevant he's going to a target of what he wants to achieve now you, some players will go no no this is about the team i want to win as a team i played a game to win the league um, or being trophies or whatever. If I could do both, then great. But listen, it's down to, down to him. Every, it's all just because it's for certain individuals. Everybody's got their own approach and own desires. So I think it's down to Harry Kane to decide what that is. If he wants to win trophies, I think he needs to leave my, uh, Spurs and go to a team capable of winning. Because um, I don't see that happening at Spurs in the, in the, this, in the, in this near future. But he's, listen, no, no matter what happens, he has, he's going to go down as one of the best goal scorers this league's ever seen because the guy just knows how to put the ball in the back of the net in so many different ways. Did you watch the game yesterday? Pat went, Pat went with a 4-4-2. Didn't exactly work. I can understand his thinking because mm. Spurs play back three, but didn't exactly work. Did Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
No, and, and, and Haaland didn't even have a shot on target in the game first time this season. Um, and I, you know, I want to touch on the point even about that with Haaland. And I, can, his, I see some people saying that he's made Man City worse. I don't know how you put 25 goals into a team and it makes you worse. I can't get my head around it. I just can't. Um, they're, they're, one thing in, in the way he plays is definitely a negative to the way that they play compared to last season and seasons before, is they, their number nine age that before would drop in whoever is Jesus, um, or they'd play Gundogan sometimes, or they'd play Foden or Sterling. That number nine would drop in and create an overload again in midfield, even more numbers. So the dominance of games and the control of the games, I think, was probably a bit more superior in seasons gone by. because um, And that would have been one of the key elements, I think. Highlands and out of that number nine, stays high, occupies the centre-halves. So they've got that one less body coming back towards the ball. But he gives you that something else that they never had that everyone was crying out for as well, that threat in the box. And the ball gets put in the box and in different ways, different deliveries that they've ever been able to do before, he's finished the chances off. And his connection with De Bruyne, we've seen earlier in the season, no one was moaning them when the goals were going in left, right and centre and they weren't losing games. It's a great addition. He's, been, he's the best thing since last spread. But because he's had a few games where it's dipped or the team looking different, it's now Haaland's fault that this has happened. I can't, I can't really get my head around that. I can't accept that. I, I agree with you, Rio, but let's, let's take a look at this. Because of that, don't you think it's fair to say that if you were to pick your PFA player of the season right now, it makes it difficult to pick him, though, isn't it? To pick who? Haaland. Come off. Come, sit, no, sit, sit, no, I want no, 10 no, squat no, for us no, right no, now. No, no, no. Listen, listen. Hey, top 10 player. burpees now. No, ten burpees top now. player. Top you player. I'm not saying he's not. But... In the season, at this stage, and you say you're going to struggle to put him in your team oh, of the season. No, Are you mad? No, I didn't say team who's of the season. Who's going in then? Who's going in then? Who's going to Who's above him? Fucking Odegaard. Probably Odegaard, isn't it? Odegaard, isn't it? Really? Odegaard's had a great season. A man's got 25 goals. You know what? If Harry Kane had... Uh, Julian Lescott said to me on, on BT the other day, and I totally agree with him. If Harry Kane had 25 goals at this stage of the season, we'd be all saying Ballon d'Or now. The media, yeah, the camera for him to be real. Ballon d'Or yeah. would be... No, no, no. But that'd be, that'd be, am I lying or not? Is that a fact or not? Everyone would be saying yeah, Ballon yeah, d'Or right now. Yeah, 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 I guess so. It, do you know what? Do you know what I'm struggling with? If I'm honest with you, it's, it's that he scored 25 goals and he's been brilliant. I'm a big Highland fan, but I just think there's more to goals, isn't it? Like, yes, you would give it Proper to him. nines. Yes, you would give it to him, but some bro, when a man ain't had a shot, yeah, <laughs> the whole game, right? There's a problem that there. That means the team. That means, him, it, 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 that means the team, team ain't team. functioning yeah, well. Nah, but you can't put it all down to your team, man. Like, and also, it I can't disagree. Be all number nine, though. I want to disagree with you a little bit as well when you say that he is a target man. The majority of the times, he does stay up top. But I've noticed, if you see some games, first of all, he, he's scored a couple goals where he's got it deep and he scored one, two touches. Bang. We, we discussed it earlier on this season. Can't remember against who. But secondly, sometimes when the team is frustrating, he does drop deep, but he just doesn't really do much with it. So I, as far he as I'm... He doesn't, drop, he, doesn't, he doesn't drop deep the way that uh, Jesus... Also, they drop deep and get involved in the play and the build-up. That's not his game. What I would say... Yeah, what I would say, I said it on a show, I think last week or the week before here. I hope Pep Guardiola's showing them videos when they get the ball in the middle area of the pitch and he's making runs. 
when they turn the ball over and they get in position, their first thought sometimes isn't him. And he's making runs. And I saw Old Trafford even. I watched him at Old Trafford the first half. He was in two or three times if they played the ball forward immediately. Mm. So he, he, he is creating opportunities, but sometimes it's not being seen. And you listen, Fair. the fact that he doesn't get a shot on goal, you can, you can say, listen, he's maybe not doing enough. He could do more. But the team have to take responsibility as well. It's not just him. Yeah, it's not just I the team and it's not just him. This is Haaland and we all like him and we all know he's a top player and that. If that was any other striker, you said if Harry Kane scored 25 goals, we'll be saying Ballon d'Or. If that was any other striker that hasn't hasn't shot the whole game, mate, you'll be saying something else about him. But because it's Haaland, oh, no, right. it's fine. If the I'll give, you, I'll give you another example. Let's look at it like this, yeah? How many goals has he scored where he's got the ball and taken on two or three players or got the ball, faced someone up and took them on and then scored a couple, this season? A couple. A How couple. many? There's a couple. There's okay, a, there's okay. A couple. All right, yeah. then two out of 25, out of, maybe. Fair enough. Yeah? So what does that tell you? He relies on his teammates to get him the ball. But the main teammate that gets him the flipping goals was on the bench. What was that about? No, but that doesn't matter. But what I'm saying is the, ma the he, saying, his main way his main way of scoring is his teammates. He relies on his teammates to provide chances for him to finish. So if that's not functioning properly in the team aspect, it's going to have an impact on him having opportunities at goal. Simple. So, so why, no, did KD, why did KDB sit out then? Because I, I didn't get it. I, was he injured? Is he tinkering? I'm seeing Pep do a whole madness. Like, he's losing his marbles. I know that's your boy, Rio. Cancelo yeah. getting but, sold. Cancelo getting sold is a mad one to me. You know, Laporte still not starting. Like, you know, he's... Look, massive shout out to, uh, to Rico Lewis and stuff like that. Doing an absolutely amazing job for his age. But, you know, you want to be like, you know, getting them players in slowly, man. Like, when it comes to big games like this... I thought it was a little bit unfair on the young kid, if I'm honest with you. Like, I don't know, man. I just, I not, not I if think... you've seen him playing in the last few weeks. He's been, um, he's been immense. He's been unreal. He's been really good, but it's almost like because of it's not just that he's been good. I feel like there's issues behind closed doors at City Rio. I'm sorry, but I feel like Pep's losing it a little bit, man. And KDB not starting. Someone, please explain to me how. How is he going to be the person that exists Harland assists Harland the most, and he's sitting out? What's that about? And then we're complaining as to why. Can you tell me? Steve? There's obviously there. things going on behind the scenes at City. Now, we can't talk any more on this without getting ourselves in trouble, but they've been charged with 100 alleged breaches of Premier League We weren't League even rule. talking about it. It's just Steve. Steve. <laughs> Listen, that might have played into... Pep might have had pre-warning that this was coming down the pipe. That might be affecting his thinking. We don't know that. You can only speculate. However, when I look at this back four of Manchester City at the moment, Walker, Akanji, Ake and Rico Lewis is not anywhere near the level of some of the back fours that we've seen this Manchester City side have. So I think the City side is dysfunctional at the moment. Can't necessarily say it's it's a bit reductionist to just say it's because of Haaland, but I think that United tried to change the way we played for Ruud van Nistelrooy, and I think there was a little bit of a breakdown, but we was also trying to fit Veron in at the same time, and there might have been issues around around that as well. But just taking Haaland in isolation, in 27 appearances in a brand new league, which he might still be settling into, by the way, we don't even know, he's got 41 goal contributions in 27 games. 41. No, Steve, I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm just saying we need to share the blame. Yeah, don't try it, man. Don't try to use your voice to manipulate the channel, mate. I know what you're doing. I'm just saying we've got to share the blame a little bit. Joe, oh I drive the I-8 city bus, right? But i got oh to admit, 
Erling Haaland's pretty good, man. <laughs> no, he's come on. Who who said he weren't good? Comments. You. I didn't say that. No, I, I'm seeing is Jamie Carragher said saying I think I read the other day about him saying um, that he could be the problem for Man United or made them worse. I think I saw that. Yeah, Correct me if I'm wrong. He said that, yeah. And and Joel, today you're you're saying he's got to take responsibility for. He's got, no, I'm if, just saying he, he probably he's probably in that change room. He's probably the last person you're going to look at. You ask the City players who's to blame. Do you reckon in this change room? He's probably the last player on any of their lips. Mate, my striker needs to flip and take a shot, man. Like seriously, you're telling me like <laughs> someone, please, some. Nah, come on, man. You can't ninety minutes and you ain't no. had a shot on goal. Are you even playing no, up front? Man. It's one game, nah, bro. It's one game. Nah, I'm sorry, man. How many, goal, how many gold involvement, Steve? This is why Mbappe is my games? guy. Someone in the comments, 41. you guys, pull up the stats, man. Seriously. Four, the stats are 41 goal involvement in 26 games, I'm being told by Steve there. Oh, I trust that. Okay, so... Can we not say that he had a poor game? He had a very bad I game. I didn't deny that. I didn't deny that, but you're denying You're saying that they're a worse off team. No, yeah, I didn't he, know. I'm he might have took the night off against Spurs, and that's all right because I'm in the other 26 it... games, he's been pretty decent. Yeah, no, I'm, I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying it seems to be like we're shying away from the fact that he had a poor game. Yes, we, yes, we know that there's been a bit of a dysfunction at City it's and stuff, but it's all right to say the Highland was crap, you know. It's all right. Yeah, hey, he's been crap in games I've watched him. I watched him against loads of teams. He was crap, but he scores or he affects the game normally. This game, he didn't. Right. You're missing yeah, the big point here. And the big point is Jamie Callaghan needs to come on and apologise for what he said about um, Lissandro Martinez. So this weekend, right. he's been out here saying, yeah. it's not too difficult to play centre-back next to the leader of your back four. Judge centre-backs when they have to lead themselves. Talking about how piss-poor Liverpool defending is. But I thought it was an ideal time to bring up what he said about Lissandro Martinez, where he said, I'm convinced, convinced, Martinez can't play centre-back in the Premier League. And I'm going to go on record, Rio, and ask you, is there a better centre-back in the Premier League than our little Argentinian? On form right now, you can't... You have to, I don't think there's really much argument coming from anywhere else. I think no he's, he's dominant. He's dominant. He's aggressive. Uh, he's a leader. He communicates well. He shows character. He's, he's, he's there in big moments. Um... But I, I, I was one of the ones questioning, is he physically going to be able to com compete here if teams isolate him? If teams could isolate him, and that's where Eric Ten Hag has been confident in tactically being able to keep teams away from being able to dominate enough possession to isolate someone like Martinez. And up to now, he hasn't been exposed in that sense on a regular basis, week after week. And we're not sitting there going, that's the re recurring problem there. It continues to happen. Someone's pulling out on him and, and jumping over him or bullying him physically. I haven't seen that. That hasn't become a narrative. And you have to say, well done to him, but also the recruitment up to this point right now. Well done to him. But I feel like you're kind of disrespecting Gabriel a little bit this season. I'm just throwing it out there. Because I feel like... But I didn't say... I think Saliba's, bit, Saliba's been better than Gabriel. Saliba's been better than Gabriel. Why, if you look at it from start to finish in, in, in our camp, we're starting to... If you look at it as a whole, I'll tell Saliba. Saliba's a unit, bro. He's about 6'3, six, 6'4. Six, yeah, that didn't help him this weekend, did it? <laughs> oh, Joe, man. You don't even know your back, up is Joe. 
Listen, man, don't worry, man. Like, it's, it's a long season to go. I'll be back. I'll be back firing. We had a little bit of a blip, but it's all good. Mm. I just want to see how this Man City situation turns out because I could have another league title this break. <laughs> I could have seven. I could have seven and not six. Joe Rio, I promise everyone, right? If they if they strip City of a title or relegate them or something like that, I am going to put on a sausage roll party. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll present you your extra medal. You just go and pick one of yeah. them ones, even if they don't give you a real one. Go and get one of your old yeah. ones. We'll present it, and we'll we'll do three thousand sausage rolls for everyone. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm do down you, with that. Well, everyone's do invited. You, do you think? Do you think we could win the league title? Like they'll deduct points like during this season for us. Uh, we were talking before. Steve, Steve, Steve's right. I think it's going to take a lot longer for the result or to be officially put forward, and the, all of the decisions to be made if there's going to be points taken off or league titles deducted or whatever. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to drag on this one. It ain't going to be overnight at all. It hasn't been going on a while. How do you find a team that have unlimited funds? Can't find them. Because know, basically, if you find a team that's got unlimited money that allegedly has been inflating their sponsorship revenue, they're basically already paying a fine that way. So you can't find them. Even if it was nine figures, you can't find them because... If the Spiegel stuff and some of these charges are correct, they've been putting more than that in anyway, above what they're saying they're doing. So the only way you can actually hurt them would be relegation, points deduction, or strip them of previous titles that have won. Um, whether or not the Premier League's got the bollocks to do that, I highly doubt. Um, I reckon it'll probably be a fine transfer ban or something ridiculous like that, and everyone will pretend that City's been legit all along. <laughs> right, let's move on, man. I want to talk about the pitch now. What's going on at Liverpool? I've got a WhatsApp group. We spoke about them before. My, some of my best mates are on this WhatsApp group from when I was a kid, right? And the, most of them are Liverpool fans. And they have been on absolute mute for the last few weeks. They have not been shouting and jumping. And Liverpool clocks under pressure. He looks he looks like he's the pressure's hitting him. He's not answering questions from particular members of the media. He's, he's declining questions. And they just That's can't keep politely real. He was rude. I know, I know. He was, he was. And I, I, he just... Listen, Sir Alex Ferguson, he banned people from press conferences. He banned people. He didn't even let him in there, didn't, let alone ask a question. So we've seen this before. Um, and I, listen, again, it could be dealt with in a better way, but I still like it. Showing a bit of passion, a bit of emotion in a situation, whether it's right or wrong, I still, there's something in me that likes to the soap opera element about it. I just, it's another narrative that I like to, to, to see and just to see a manager. He's prickly when he, at the best of times, sometimes Klopp. He's warm, but there's a prickly edge to him if you don't like a question or the way it's positioned or presented. And when they're not winning, you can see him now, but he ain't happy at all. But break down the game. They got beat 3-0. Wait, wait, wait. Before he breaks down the game, wait, wait, wait. I want to say, I told you he was rude a couple of weeks ago. And I said to you two, I said... Yeah, when he when they asked him um, about losing um, his game, there was a landmark, and he goes, "Oh well, Arsene Wenger had lost X, Y, and Z." Like, I just thought, "What's what's mm. the point?" And then you guys were like, "No, don't think it's rude." I, I, I didn't say you. that. Well, it was real. Why does Joel always bring no, things back to Arsenal? There's a narrative because there's a narrative that you guys are trying to run on this channel, and I'm not having it. I'm standing up for myself. <laughs> I want you guys to go back and apologise and admit the fact that he was being prickly, as you like to put it, or rude towards Arsene Wenger. I think he's been like that for ages. I, I think there's... Yeah, this. Where's the hooks gone? 
Ain't no hugs no more. Everyone used to get a hug yeah, off him now. Ain't no hugs. The beating of the chest. The beating of the chest, like when they win yeah. and stuff like that. And the, Where's going um, the appreciating the crowd after your two all draws? That's all stopped. Hey, where's that? That's all gone, ain't it? Hey, but shout out to Wolves social media team for an absolute blinder this weekend. Yeah, so if you're not aware that. of what happened, Klopp came out and said, I don't think the third goal should count because it was the first time they crossed the halfway line. Not it was offside, not it was on ball, not it didn't cross the line but because it was the first time they crossed the halfway line. It was a legitimate goal. It was a perfect goal that Ruben never scored. So Klopp says, don't think the third goal should have counted. So Wolves social media team posted a 2-0 instead of a 3-0 on all that stuff after the game. <laughs> Sensational. Hey, by the way, Absolutely. did you did you see did you see um, Neves' celebration, by the way? There's a bit of frustration there, wasn't there? But he said he created the finger to the temple celebration before Rashford. So it's my celebration, he was saying. Wow, interesting. Steve, you want to get back to the Liverpool topic? Yeah, Trent was gash again. Come on, man. Well, you, right. Why you got a vendetta? I ain't got a vendetta. You do. I'm watching a man that's just consistently... It's the jogging, Rio. It's the jogging in the facing of his own goal. How are you doing that? This is, It was the same mm. thing that Luke Shaw was getting. Luke Shaw's fixed it. And Luke Shaw's playing at a serious level at the moment. And he's had some coaching... I don't know what's going on with Trent. I don't know if he's, he's in his own head, believes his own hype. I couldn't tell you the reasons, but all I'm doing is, you know, um, who scored? Was it Dawson scored the other day? Yeah. Trent's literally got hands on him and then leaves him. And every time the ball crosses the halfway line, <clears> Trent's <throat> jogging. How are you accepting that from a fullback? How we, we, got, we got Trent, we got um, uh, Trippier coming on tomorrow. I think that's a good question for him. Like, he was questioned about his defensive deficiencies and should he be in a team because defensively he's not this or not that. So I want to find out how he dealt with that. What was his, how did he put that play in his mind? How did it affect him? It'd be interesting to see. I think Trent's a good one. He's getting questioned now defensively. Uh, people are, are really like putting a microscope on his game and, and, and certain situations. Goals are going in, mistakes are happening, and he's being punished immediately. It's almost like every mistake that he makes at the moment is resulting into one and up easy an opportunity and invariably a goal. And he's getting punished all the time. And I think all defenders have a moment in their career that it happened to me a couple of times, not for long, lucky. But it just does happen where you make a mistake and it does look like it's going to be a shot on goal or a goal. And he, he needs to find a way of getting himself out of this rut at the moment, uh, Trent, because it's not nice to see a defender when they're struggling for form and confidence. But it's weird, right? Because I watch him. He still manages in a game, still hits a pass that you go, that takes your breath away. Or in he has a moment yeah. deadly accuracy. Yeah, and normally, if you're not doing well defensively, your confidence is zapped out of you. And so on the ball, you become less in, effective. But his impact with the ball still is great. It's just defensively, he doesn't seem as switched on. And I don't know what it is, what he needs to do to kind of get away from that. It's not just him, though. No, not at all. I mean, Steve focuses on him quite a lot, but he ain't just him. I think everyone, I mean, Matic scored a known goal as well. I think, I think the whole shape of the team isn't functioning like it once was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> and, then, and then you had, you had uh, Potter's 10,000-man army. Oh, my um, days. I was there, you know. Drawing with the, the bigger team in Fulham. Yeah. Joel, can I just say, Joel, how many games did you watch this weekend? <laughs> Four. I went live, to Chelsea, live. Chelsea, 
we did a uh, uh, Chelsea. I passed by Liverpool Anfield to have a chat with James Redmond. We're having him on this week. Uh, I'm going to go back up there to go see him. I did Everton Arsenal. I was pissed. Walked off out 85th minute. I was pissed. Um, I waited for you, did the interview. Then you stitched me up with Mope. Uh, and then I went to catch the second half of United versus Crystal Palace. I was pissed as well. Uh, and then after that, I came back and I went on the Sunday. I went Spurs, Man City. I was happy. Oh, you put in legwork for five this week, mate. So well done. Come I love on, that. The, yeah. the, 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 the audience respect that massively, especially at Spurs. Thank as an Arsenal, man. Brave. Oh, mate. I had to go incognito, man. But yeah, it was good. It was good. But yeah, I was at the Fulham versus Crystal Palace game. You saw Jake's message Chelsea, to you? Chelsea, Chelsea. Sorry. Chelsea, uh, Chelsea, Fulham. See Jake's message to you. He's buzzing. Yeah, yeah, I see him. I see him, I see him. He's got energy. He's got energy he ain't seen since his birthday party at five years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he ain't been that energised. Unbelievable. Now he's talking and shouting. Yeah, nah. He's, honestly, I think, I, I don't know, man. How can you, sp I know Potter's your guy. You know, you, you have a lot of respect for him, Rio. But I'm not going to do another bet in it because I think I'm a little bit down on bets. I owe Jack some money. I owe you a laptop. But you can't keep pulling out these results and telling me you're going to last too long. Like, yeah, you're like, oh, he's got till this season. Maybe he has. Maybe he has. But you just can't carry on this way, man. Joel, can I just say, we don't know what Bull is like in terms of getting rid of managers yet. With, with Abramovich, that was the safest bet the world's ever seen. He spends a billion on players. He's gone. Simple. But with Todd Bully, mm. we have no idea what he's like in recruitment and, and sacking of managers. So you had to wait mm. and see how long Potter lasts. I think if he gets four or five years, Potter is going to be an absolute nightmare with the amount of backing that he's getting from Chelsea. Yeah. I don't right. think he's going to get that because I think if, if they finish eight fall below this season, I think he'll probably have to get rid of him. Whether or not that's the right thing, I, I, I don't think it probably Steve. is. But if he finishes that low with what they've spent, the pressure will be immense to get rid. And I'm not. I don't want him to. I don't want him to leave. By the way, I feel like if he gets some time, I think you're looking at a really, really good manager in general. And I feel. I think he'll do a good job. Another reason why I reckon Arsenal need to do what they're doing now. But anyway, it's not about Arsenal. I, I think Potter starts the season. I think Potter starts next season. You better I hope so. You reckon he loses two or three though and goes if it's like on the bounce. No, I think he stays and starts next season. No, I mean, at the start of next season. If he goes like five, six games, no oh, If there's a bad start, then if there's a bad start, then maybe. But I do, I'm just saying, I think he starts that season. You're not, talk, <clears> you're, <throat> not talking about, you're not talking about backing and stuff. He's still out here starting Mountain Gallagher, who, <laughs> I don't know, man, with all your options and stuff like that, he, he played Enzo a little bit too deep. I feel like Enzo had a decent game. But I just feel like he need, he needs to, to wake up and smell the coffee, man. If he doesn't make those changes and, and, and stay stubborn in his ways, mate, he could be gone sooner than we can say his surname, bruv. Like, seriously. Yeah, they're, start, they're starting. They're, they're, hard, they're finding it hard to score goals or create. They're not, they're not scoring goals. They're not playing oh, clinical. All that money they spent, there's not a number nine in the building. There's not an outright number nine. Um, so you look at that and you think, could they, are they, have they put all their eggs on Havertz? And thinking about next season and Kunku coming, maybe I don't know, but at this moment in time they can't they can't hit the back of the net, so they're not winning games and they're not playing well enough. But they spent enough money to give it a right go this season. But listen, even West Ham, West Ham are back amongst the points. Newcastle, hard game, man. So I'm happy they they stalled, they stalled Newcastle a bit and done something for West Ham, which I like. Right, by the way, Nottingham Forest, they were my like they were down. I've had a bet over them with with Darren Fletcher. The, the commentator, I thought they were gone. 
They are flying. They beat Leeds 1 0. Did Jesse Lingard even play on the weekend, Steve? He was, in a, he was in a change room doing this. Oreo. He's happy, man. He's happy, innit? They won. Did he not, yeah, he not play? Like he didn't start. I love it. No, he didn't start, but I just wanted to know, innit? All of that. I love yeah. it, man. On the relegation you, you front, then, West Ham, West Ham have got enough quality, you think, to be able to pull themselves out of it, pick up the occasional little point here and there. They're going to have to get a lot more points in quick, though, because they're only on 19. Mm. Leeds are on 18 with a game in hand, though, but they have to play United twice coming up. Um, do we think we could see Leeds drop? You've got Southampton, Bournemouth, Everton are currently uh, 18th, but... I think Sean Dyche knows this this game. I think he's watched this film before. So I reckon he probably I think gets Southampton and Bournemouth, the, the, the South Coast boys, there you go down. And then I don't know who, I can't, I can't pick any. I don't know who else. I can't even, it's, it's a flip of a coin between about six teams. Yeah, Leicester downwards is not a lot in it. I mean, Wolves pushed themselves up to 15 <sighs> with the win against Liverpool at the weekend. You know, here's a question point it. that I meant to ask before. Who goes first, Potter or Klopp? Oh, Potter. Potter. You gotta say Potter. He's got, he's got enough in the tank, surely. Club. Get he'll get to the summer, not a problem. And he'll get. I don't a think chance he's sacking, but he might money. That's, that's the, that'll be. That's the difference. That's a good point. What well else, Where do Liverpool go from Klopp then? If he gets Klopp gets a chop. Tuchel. Oh, a German for a German. Hmm. He's pretty right, much on that note. career anyway, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, it's true. Wow, what a shout, Steve. Uh, guys, we're going to wrap it up here, but I want you to give us some questions that you want us to ask Rio, Steve, myself next week. Uh, we have to announce the shirt winner as well. Uh, remember, there was a competition that we had done a couple of weeks ago. I was, I was controlling the comments. I just want to give a massive shout out to Jason Jerome for winning the shirt, the signed shirt. Well done. We're sending you a Viable 5 shirt. Uh, we're going to be doing more competitions. Uh, guys, please keep watching. We've got loads of content coming out for you. Obviously, Vibe with Five. We've got Kieran Trippier tomorrow. We've got Jermaine Defoe on Wednesday. Um, we've got more with James Redmond coming out. We've got more of myself and Steve. So please, please, please stay tuned. Keep on watching Vibe with Five. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 